Listening to Hot 64 FM New Dock City Radio, presented to you by OKBeast.com, hosted by Blessing Adaoye Jr. and Alex Van Aken. Yo, what's up? You are now listening to episode one of New Dock City Radio, your number one source for Nintendo's latest adventure, Super Mario Odyssey. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adaoye. Joining me this week is Alex Van Aken. What's up, Alex? Hey there. Glad to be on this late night radio station. Are we? What's the what's the deal with this blast? Are, what, I, what are we doing? I still don't even know. So like, with, <laughs> it's it's weird because I've been we, we've been kind of going with the flow with this one uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like conceptualizing exactly what this podcast is and what the feel yeah. of it is, and even like leading up to it, like even communicating what is the feel of it. Because when I when I had when I had this podcast in mind, what I had in mind was like. Uh, I want to I want to say 105.5 but I'm the only one that knows what that means. In my hometown there's a radio station called 105.5 which is like the hip hop radio station. And it's like yeah. every other radio station you hear that's like that has like the sound effects and the you are now listening and it's like the whole like over the top <laughs> kind of radio thing. It's like and, the it's the pop party station usually, the morning yeah. show station. Yeah. And I think what you had in mind was like the late night radio like smooth New York like, City smooth like Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so like and you made like maybe the this is a fusion theme song, and I and as soon as I heard the theme, I was gonna be, I was like, okay, yeah, we're doing this. Like, I like the laid back <laughs> feel. I like the I don't even I'm the one editing this podcast, and you you the the intro you sent me, the intro music is like what like two or three minutes long. Yeah, is that gonna be playing throughout the whole? Should I have that playing throughout this whole? I don't know. Like, section? man, this beat is so good. Am I right? Yeah. Da-da-da. Yeah. I don't know. I well, figured I'll- you'd fade it at some point. I'm, I'm thinking about just having it play throughout the whole episode. No, I probably won't have it play throughout the whole episode, but maybe like the first like. Few I mean, you could low it, make it real low in the mix. You know, I'll, I'll think, could I'll, be cool. I'll, I'll play with it. Hopefully, ho- hopefully that works out so that we can, I can do uh, something cool with that. Um, but yeah, this is our new <laughs> this is our new limited run podcast series. Yep, it's all about Super Mario Odyssey, the latest from Absolutely. Nintendo. Our previous uh, limited run pro- podcast series was Breath of the Wild. Um, that one was, of course, all about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, covered uh, our adventures through that game. And since Mario seems to be another release that us here at OK Beast are super excited for, we figured that this would be a great podcast series to do. Since nobody else, I don't know anybody else who's doing a po- a, a podcast specifically about Mario Odyssey. I know they Me probably neither. exist, but I can't think of any. And so, yeah. I, yeah. I, I love these miniseries ideas because we can... Okay, so when we're on our regular podcast, so you host OK Beast Podcast, I host mm-hmm. Pixel Pulse Radio, which are both on OKBeast.com. When we're doing those shows, we have to kind of accommodate for our listenership, right? Like not everybody wants to hear us talk about uh, Breath of the Wild for six episodes in a row for an hour straight. So that's why we did Breath of the Wild. And similarly, why we're doing Super Mario, why we're doing New Donk City Radio for Super Mario Odyssey. We can just kind of sit down and just go super deep on one game. Mm-hmm. And the people that want to listen to that get to tune in, and the people that don't, they don't have to. So that's why I love these, and I'm, I'm excited we're doing this one. Yeah, and this one I'm super excited for, because like you see you see Destiny podcasts, you see um, well, you see Overwatch podcasts, you see podcasts mm-hmm. for these games that, are, that have more of a longer tail and games that... Uh, seem to afford the ability to do podcasts about them because of the nature of those games. Whereas exactly. Mario, since it's a single player game, since it's a uh, it's a game that you're going to finish right probably in one, two, three weeks, however long. It doesn't. It. I don't think people would have the would have the logic or come down to the logic of oh, let's do a Mario podcast. Yeah, but we don't care here. 
Like we don't go by logic. <laughs> we go by heart here at Okay Beast. Um, and so for you, for those who don't know, or I guess no, this is our first episode, so nobody's gonna hear. Nobody would have heard this description description before. Um, the New Donk City Radio, New Donk City Radio, is your number one source for following Mario's adventures as he odysseys into various lands and kingdoms. We're a weekly limited run podcast series. If you like to show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit okbeast.com and follow at okbeastnow on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, we're here. Uh, I want to start this off first with a little bit of housekeeping. Um, new Donk City Radio comes out every Wednesday. New Donk? Um, expect new episodes every week. I'm not sure how many episodes we have planned. Did we say like six or? Yeah, probably five or six. Yeah, we'll feel it out. But expect around that number, five, six, seven, somewhere somewhere in that range. Um, but every Wednesday we'll be out. Uh, so check for us every Wednesday. Uh, remember to subscribe to YouTube.com slash OKBeast. Um, the New Donk City Radio theme uh, with lyrics is up <laughs> on YouTube.com. The, the theme song is so bad. And like lyrics. It's, it's, it's actually perfect. You sent it to me. We're recording this on Saturday. You sent it to me yesterday. Yeah. And immediately I played it back like 10 times. And like I listened to it, <laughs> listened to it throughout the day. I am absolutely like in love with that with that theme. Because it's the most like... It's, the, it's a perfect mix of ridiculous and even more ridiculous. Like it's... it's I'm not. I don't want to spoil it for people if you haven't heard it. We'll but, put it at the end of the show, I assume. Yeah, it'll be at the end of the show, and it's on YouTube.com if, uh, if you want to go back and play it back multiple times. I said I told Alex that we should sell it on iTunes, but I don't think we can since it's like the instrumental is like yeah. Creative Commons, and so. But check, do yourself a favor. Uh, well, one, listen to the end of the episode and go to YouTube.com. Uh, give that a listen. YouTube.com slash OKBeast. Also, there's a Mario video essay coming this Friday um, from yours truly. And so yes. uh, that one, I don't want to spoil that one either, but it has to do with Mario Odyssey. Surprise. I'm it's really Mario excited Odyssey. for that video essay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it too. I just have it written right now and I will be editing it throughout the course of the week. And hopefully it turns out good. I can't make any promises, but hopefully it turns out <laughs> good. This will be our first video essay in the while that won't get claimed well that, that won't get blocked it'll get claimed because nintendo claims everything but it won't get blocked and so um, we've been having issues with that lately but i guess that's for another another time that's for, for another time test. uh new donk city radio shirts are are available um on the okbeast store on the teespring store but okbeast.com slash store you can go there to get it teespring.com slash okbeast is that the correct link I think so, but easiest way is okbeast.com slash store. Uh, we've heard your cries. We've got women's sizes this time and women's style shirts. Uh, so each of the shirts have a long sleeve and a short sleeve for both uh, men and women. So Yeah, and the design, of course, is designed by uh, Alex Van Aken. What's your like creative, don't you have like a creative name, like Alex Van Aken Designs or Creative or something like that? Van Aken Creative. Van Aken F- Creative. No, oh, I just Lord. go by Alex Van Aken now. Okay, so signed by yours truly, Alex Van Aken. Um, check out the shirts. The first of all, good job, great, great job actually on the New Donk City Radio icon uh, Thank image you, sir. graphic. Um, it, it's awesome, especially it's especially awesome for shirts. Like as soon as I saw that thing on the shirt, I was like, "Geez, that looks super good." Um, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Alex Van Aken on that. Um, and also, last thing, rate us on iTunes. Since this is a new podcast, Please. we can use as many ratings as possible. Um, every rating helps helps us with the algorithms for the way iTunes work. Helps us get recommended more. Um, so if you like this podcast and you think other people should hear this podcast or other people should like this podcast, rate this podcast. Everybody listening, including Please. you, person, including you, right now, driving in your car at work at home playing Mario Odyssey while you're listening to this. 
pause what you're doing unless you're driving don't pause driving um if you're not driving pause what you're doing rate us on itunes every rating helps but uh for real especially with the new show please 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 do that faux show well Mario- maybe we'll like screenshot people and shout them out on twitter as well oh, yeah that'd be, that's a good idea it's a screenshot or to even like you even read them out on the show real quick make that a segment um yeah, yeah we should do that our first segment however has to do with the history of 3D Mario games. Since Mario Odyssey comes out this Friday, we can't necessarily talk about our gameplay impressions of Mario Odyssey since we haven't, as far as you know, we haven't played Mario Odyssey yet. And I can confirm that we probably wouldn't have played Mario Odyssey anyway. <laughs> uh, because, yeah. But um, we're not able to talk about the game directly. We are able to talk about our impressions or um, what we look forward to and all that stuff. But we'll get to that. But since this is the preliminary episode one, I want to touch on the history of uh, 3D Mario and even Mario uh, in general. And so to start off, I want to start off with the, the 2D Mario games, uh, since, okay. of course, those that's that's where the core of Mario lies. That's where, like, the history of it starts. Um, yeah. And I want to start specifically with Super Mario Brothers. And since, like, we could start with Mario Bros., but that's kind of a different thing. Super Mario Brothers, the game, have, did you... Have you played... Please tell me you've played Super Mario Brothers, Alex. Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to ask him, but I was like, what if he says no? Then what do I do What do I do now? Um, actually, let me, let, me, let me jump off with this. What's your okay. favorite 2D Mario game? Super Mario World. Oh, nice. nice. I, l- I love why. World. Uh, 3 is... I mean, 3 and World, I think, are just so solid and hold up so well to this day. Um, I just really enjoy the, the color... Um, and just like the, the worlds in world. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're like neck and neck. Uh, and we played it last year at extra life. Like I'm better at super Mario world than I am at three. Um, I'm not sure why, um, uh, perhaps I've just put more time to that game, but, um, yeah, that's kind of my preference. And also yeah. like on the game boy, they, they had the, uh, they had the original three on game boy as well. Um, Super Mario Advance, Super Mario Advance 2, 3. Mm. Those are those correspond with the originals. Um, but yeah, great games. Yeah. My favorite uh, easily is Mario 3. And that specifically has to do with like just me as I think my back to my family loved playing Super Mario 3 um, yeah. back when I was a kid. And that was our go that was our, our go to. Um, and even like I played World also as a kid because my friend had it. So I'd go to his place and play it. But there's something about three and its design and the breadth of the levels and like the conciseness of the levels, like the way that game's designed, I think is super cool. Um, mm-hmm. But even like uh, Super Mario Brothers, I played on Game Boy Color through Super mm-hmm. Mario Deluxe, yeah. um, which is man, I can't believe that game exists because that game is like perfect. Uh, Super it's Mario so Deluxe. good. Yeah, they played it at the Nintendo World Championships. Um, for one of the, for one of the competitions, it's like one on one, because that game has a multiplayer mode uh, where you can run one on one. But yeah, Super Mario Brothers has has a special place in my heart. Um, have you ever played Super Mario Two, the um, the American version? No, no. So what, I I was actually gonna get to this. I was actually a Sega kid growing up. Um, so I never really my first Nintendo console. Besides, I got well, I guess it was the Game Boy. Um, but then it was the N sixty four was my first home console. So all of my NES and SNES exposure was from friends. And that's why I like Super Mario World as my friend had Super Mario World and we would just play, you know, we'd play that. So I never really had that exposure to three until, you know, I played played it later on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like same with so two. 
there are two versions of two, right? There's the American version yes. and the Japanese version. And the Japanese version, I believe, is Lost Levels in America. And essentially, yes. it's a lot like Mario 1. The Japanese version is a lot like Mario 1, except a lot harder. Um, that game is brutal. Uh, if you play <laughs> Super Mario All-Stars um, and you've played that game, like, you you know, like, yo, that game, like, that was the last one you go to beat because that game will tear you up. The, the American Super Mario Brothers 2... Also has a special place in my heart. Like, I never owned that game, but we always, uh, w- like, I think me and my family always, me and my sisters always beg for that game because that game is just so different and so cool. And, like, we just love the 2D Mario games. Yeah, um, for sure. That was the one where you could choose your character. Uh, and, like, Mario played different from Luigi, who played different from Toad, who played different from Peach. And, like, yeah. the, like, boss battles would be um, Birdo. Birdie? Birdo. Yeah, Birdo. Birdo. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that was that was also really awesome um mario and i had if maybe we should do this on a different episode but we could like rank them rank the 2d mario games because like Ooh, that'd be fun that'd be that'd be hard to do because i'm like i'd love to like refresh my like my mind with them like i'd like to get like pull them up and play them before we did that just to remember everything so yeah. i'm totally down with doing that though yeah uh alex in 1996 a special game released a very special game can you tell me the name of that game super mario 64 Exactly. Now, Super Mario 64, right, is a special game. Thank God game. I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can I stop him? Uh, Mario 64 is a special game because uh, it was a launch title on the N64, and yep. it was it's it's iconic because it revolutionized uh, 3D gaming. Like, that was Nintendo's kind of first foray into the 3D space, and yeah. they nailed it from the idea of exploration uh, to the... I did see the workings of camera, um, like be able to see so and able to control your camera angle, even though the camera the camera sucks, but it was like one of the first games to where you can like control the, the angle of your camera and all that stuff. It right? added like creativity, creativity to like UI and menu systems, like with like even the intro being able to like bend Mario's face, like just little oh, yeah. details like that, that were really kind of put it over the edge. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have a, I have a question here that I wrote, which is what is the importance of Mario 64? And I kind of already touched on that, but is there anything to you? Um, that you feel like is important uh, about Mario 64, like what Mario 64 did for uh, gaming in general. Sure. I mean, I think it capitalized on, like you said, it, one that revolutionized 3D gaming, but also kind of capitalized on like immersion. When you when you, mm-hmm. when you you first spawn in the gardens, like outside of the, the castle, being able to run around, it was almost like a mini open world, right? And granted, it's not open world. Each level is like segmented in paintings, but it kind of, for whatever reason, captured this allure of a connected world, um, which I mean, you, you got that in like RPGs, but not nothing like that. Those RPGs were always like, you know, they were 2D isometric, you know, like you're looking down on the characters. This was the first time that you could kind of the camera, you could turn around and look throughout that that space, that map. And I think that's really, again, like you said, that 3D just, it was the birth of like a new, you know, type of play. And I don't know, like that's super important to me. Um, I think also it just showed like, here's how you do a 3D platform and make it really tight. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we look at other 3D platforms from the time or, or, or shortly thereafter, and they don't always, they don't always hold up. Um, even not even not even their platformers, just early 3D games, um, similar to Mario, they they just don't hold up. But you can still go back and like play Mario, and I think it just like the care and attention that was given to that game kind of uh, helped hold it up through time. But yeah, yeah. 
like one of the reasons why I'm super excited for Mario Odyssey, and I touched a bit on on this on my video coming out on Friday, is that like looking at Mario Odyssey and looking at the 3D platformer in general, like if you look, this year is actually like a pretty great year for 3D platformers. But even like in general, like in the gaming space, you don't see 3D platformers anymore, especially no. compared to other genres of game. Now, I think that uh, that is in large partly to just other other genres of game growing and becoming like popular like the shooter the action or even the action game. yeah the action yeah. games or like games like destiny or like game like the more mature experiences have risen up the more like action driven shooter kind of things have, have risen up which has left the 3d platform platformer kind of dying down yeah. but even like this year you have games like uh crash bandicoot insane trilogy you have ukulele um a hat in time um, skylar and plucks yeah, I, I had no idea what words you said. <laughs> um, uh, We're seeing a, a bit of a resurgence, and I think that's yeah, because yeah. people see Mario is coming out. Um, and, like, they're, they're just trying to capitalize on nostalgia. But, I mean, even, like, Rayman was briefly 3D, and then you see them reverting back to 2D with Rayman yeah. Legends and Origins. Even, like, Sonic. Like, Sonic Mania came out, which, like, is this awesome experience of 2d sonic and then you have sonic forces which is also coming out which people are not really excited for um mm-hmm. some people are excited for i was excited for until so i played it at pax and i was like i'm not and you also you also see them uh sonic forces like they're still kind of tied to that 2d they still have those levels in there with 2d like they don't fully yeah. jump into the and granted that's the style of game but they don't fully embrace the 3D platformer, you know, like yeah. Mario 64 did. And I, man, I, and I have thoughts on that because I, I could dive deep into that because it, if you look at the different 3D platformers, right? Like, if you take Crash, Insane Trilogy, and mm-hmm. Sonic Forces, those games are doing very similar things in their setup, right? They are, they, they are almost like 2D platformers if you shifted them, like shifted the perspective, right? Yeah. Like, they're, you're in your lane, you're going down a specific path, you're just, you're dominating these obstacles or enemies or whatever, but you're going down a specific specific path. Then there are games like Banjo-Kazooie, which I played for the first time last year on Rare Replay, and Mario, which are of the same vein, and like, Banjo-Kazooie, right, came out, came after Mario 64, yeah. Um, it was directly inspired by Mario 64, and when I was playing Banjo-Kazooie for the first time, it was very easy to see, right, where, like, that game that game uh, thrived on its collectibles, it thrived on the idea of exploration and discovery. Absolutely. Um, and, like, all this stuff, like, I feel like that type of 3D platformer has been super underrated and super, like, not as appreciated as, as it should be, because, like, yeah. I feel like those were the first experiences that really showed us how to explore and how to... Uh, kind of have this feeling of adventure like of unknown adventure in the 3d oh, yeah, space that's, yeah um and that's i feel like that's kind of what mario 64 did right like you said mm-hmm. like it's it's basically it's basically an open world even though it's segmented um to where like whenever you whenever you would walk up to a painting and you'd see it do that flicker thing um or like, like ripple thing i should say right and you'd know like oh i can jump into this thing um mm-hmm. when you jumped in you had no idea what you're gonna see on the other side <laughs> yeah. and every time you'd be like blown away because the the worlds were so weird so different like i remember wa- uh, jumping into the clock for the first time and being like yo what the heck is this like this is yeah. a- and and you would jump in at different times when the clock would be in, on di- on different times and the the mechanisms in the level would be going at different speeds like sometimes it'd be frozen the first time i jumped in and the whole clock was frozen i was yeah. like yo what the heck is this now granted mario 64 is the first one of the first games i've ever played probably the second game i played after Mar- wayne gretzky's 3d hockey um <laughs> and like I just remember like being in that world and being like, yo, this is so crazy that this yeah. exists. Um, 
so yeah, like Mario 64 is the, just like a special game for those reasons. Before we move on from Mario 64, um, mm-hmm. I also think just talking about that, that connected world, you know, that feeling of a connected world, I think it has to do with the action in which you you progress to the, to, through the levels. So in like 2D Mario's, you are on an overworld, you're on this map and there's rails and you are just moving your little icon across the rail to the next part of the world. And in Mario, it's almost like you have this, you have this action. It's almost like you're casting a spell that's teleporting you somewhere else because you're jumping through this painting. It's not like you open up a menu and go select this level. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of the reasons that it does feel like an open world because there's always some sort of action going on with you. Like there's something to do with your input that kind of transforms the world in a way, instead of saying, okay, the screen fades black and now I'm in this overworld. Now I have to choose my level, hit enter. It's going to, it's going to load up and then I'm going to play that level. It's all connected. And it's through my actions that I'm like leaping through these worlds. Yeah. And it's like, it's continuous. Yeah. And like, like the idea of the overworld and being able to change things in the overworld. Like I remember, I'm, I'm, I mean, I remember my first time doing all these things, I guess, but my first time um, when we, I drained the water in the moat in the, uh, of the castle. Yeah. And then like that opened up a whole new, like, Oh, so that's how I get these coins. And Oh, like there's a thing over here, like a hole over here uh, at the bottom that I saw before, but I couldn't get into it. Now I can get into it now. Oh, now I can get middle Mario. Like I've, I think mystery and intrigue holds such an important uh th- that those are such an important part of what makes these 3D Mario games special and i think that's so if you fast forward to Mario Odyssey like people are excited for this game and i am especially excited for this game because it, it's harkening back to Mario 64 and Sunshine which neither of us really played Sunshine like i think we're familiar with Sunshine and we've probably seen it played and i played like yeah. an hour but I, I never really got to dive into the Sunshine so i can't speak on it um, I have a certain well, cousin but... that plays Sunshine every Christmas on the TV, but literally will <laughs> never Christmas. give me the controller. <laughs> That's awesome that they're playing it every like every year. Yeah, they just like never upgraded. They're just like, and it's like a cousin in law, <laughs> so I can't, feel like I can't yell at them to give me the controller. <laughs> the PS4 is out. They're just still playing Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I so I can't speak on that game, but I can't. But uh, this specific Mario Odyssey seems to be uh, reaching back specifically to this era of mario which which excites me because of the fascinating things and the really cool things that uh this game uh mario 64 did with exploration and that kind of mystery and all and all that kind of stuff um but if we jump forward to like uh we're we're gonna skip over sunshine like i said because we don't really have much reference for it but the mario galaxy games those were like the next step next evolution of 3d mario um yeah what's your what's your experience with galaxy so Galaxy was actually one of the first games I played on Wii um, or shortly after I got the Wii. And I, lo- I loved it. I never beat it um, mm-hmm. because I the Wii had kind of like – so I had my gaming set up like in my room and the Wii was the shared family console. So it was out in the den, which is like upstairs. So I never really went up there to play. It was kind of out of the way. Super lazy American thing, I know. Uh, but the same thing happened we with with Twilight Princess. It was like, I just want to lay in bed and play games. I don't have to go up there and, and tolerate. This was back when I was an edgy teenager, so it's like I don't have to tolerate my family. Um, but the, I, I remember playing the, the first few worlds of Mario Galaxy, and just the that game like does some really neat things. And just being able to jump from planet to planet was like this very novel thing at the time. Um, and even like jumping from one planet and realizing, oh, this planet's super tiny, and I'm gonna jump here, and then it's gonna pull me into its gravitation. Like just the little things like that. Um, 
I, I think that Mario 64 I enjoy better because it's more of a focus on platforming. Uh, whereas Mario Galaxy, there was a lot of like, I'm just running around this planet, attacking stuff, jumping on it. Like, th- I felt like there wasn't as much of an em- emphasis on platforming. It was all kind of like pretty easy, you know. And granted, that probably changes in certain levels. But the levels that I saw when I played that game, that's kind of my impression. I still loved it for its own, you know, unique feel. But it, it still, it didn't really capture the same allure that, you know, the Mario 64 did for me. So, yeah. I think for me, like, the difference between, like, Mario 64 and Galaxy is, like, in Mario 64, if the game felt a lot more about exploration, whereas in the Galaxy yeah. games, the games felt more really about, linear. like, the... Yeah, they were super linear. Yeah, exactly. And, like, uh, I think for, th- for that, like, in my essay, one of the things I say is that, like, the best three platformers, um, and I was kind of implying Ma- Banjo and Mario 64 in this case, like, the best three platformers are more about exploration than they actually are about the platforming. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, Mario, Mario Galaxy, first of all, I love Mario Galaxy. I think those games are, incre- are incredible, especially two. Um, the, le- the levels in two are just like excellent, but they are, they are more of like the, they're more akin to the 2.5, like the, the 3d Mario 3d worlds rather yeah. than the, you know, the, the super Mario 64. Yeah. It's like a weird, like, it's almost like three or 2.75d in that sense that like like because it is like it is like the mario 3d land or world or whatever and the camera stays like, in the same spot yeah but in like mario galaxy like you have uh do you control your camera in galaxy i think I you can in, but it's harder yeah i think you in like two, hold the c button yeah i think you can but it's not like i'm not holding it like i would be in like a 3d mario game where i'm like rotating it really easily yeah like, it's bo- like, like the levels those- are designed from a fixed camera point of view most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there, there would be cool sections even in Mario Galaxy where like the it would shift to like two D or like um you would jump into like a uh, tube or whatever and like you're you're at like a fixed camera point looking down. And you're doing like more like either puzzly stuff or platforming stuff or executiony stuff. Like a lot of Mario Galaxy are is like execution, which I appreciate because. For because of that, like I feel like the game overall was kind of easy, but they had hard moments in terms of like ramp ramping the difficulty up uh, towards yeah. the end and making it hard to execute things. Like it, the game did a lot of cool things in terms of visuals and in terms of des- cool like cool design tricks and choices. Like there are there are a lot of cool moments in Galaxy that I, I appreciate, like um, pointing having to point the Wii remote at the TV and like you being like in those bubbles in those star uh, uh, and having to like click the stars to connect yep. uh the bubbles to the stars so you can move that way like Mario Galaxy is a game that and the Mario Galaxy games did very cool things with like just like design like switching it up every level and showing you a cool design feature every level yeah. um i think that's like kind of like the the takeaway and like the cool thing about those games um so yeah shout out to Mario Galaxy uh, both 1 and 2 uh but to jump forward a bit to now, Mario Odyssey. Um, I want to talk about everything we know about Mario Odyssey. Let's um, do it. And I've kind of I've kind of split this into three different segments: the structure of the game, the theme of the game, and the in the uh, unique mechanic of the game. So let's start, let's start with the structure. Um, and we've kind of actually talked a lot about this already. Um, this game is a return to the sandbox style of '64. Yeah. Um, it also opts for a similar system as Banjo Kazooie and DK '64. Um, and the reason I say that is because like once you collect a power moon, you stay in it in the in the level. You don't like get kicked out of level like you do in Mario sixty four or Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I, I 
comparing more to Banjo Kazooie and DK64 for those reasons. Um, how does the structure of the game affect the gameplay, and how do we feel about it? Um, and to kind of to kind of give my opinion real quick, yeah. like I kind of love the fact that this game. Uh, well, one, I I love the fact that you stay in the level after you get the Power Moon. Like I love the fact that like it is more exploration based. Like it's we talked about this before the the pivot back to Mario sixty four of like just running around the level and being free and all that stuff. I think that yeah. I think. Once again, that that takes things back to the exploration and discovery. Again, um, it feels like it. a world instead of a level. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you have anything to to add to how we feel about like the way the game's set up in terms of structure? Yeah, I mean, I I think that this is definitely more appealing to me. There was always like some that always for me felt like something that was missing from the Galaxy games and you know the the 3D Mario worlds. And I don't think I'm alone in that. You know, like you kind of said, they're all more level based, and I just kind of craved that feeling of you know, a world. And, um, I think this, like just the fact that all of the, these little things, like, I think they're all going to make the game like really, really great to play and really fun to explore, which is kind of what we said. Like, that's why we love, you know, Mario 64 and, and it, it's, it's looking so good. How do you feel about like the idea that there are like a buttload of, of power moons in each of these levels? Like, I think the last one I saw, I, I, I saw a, a screen from the, tr- gameplay trailer uh that showed there were like maybe like around 69 uh, power moons i don't even know if that's an accurate number i don't know if it's even more but the number i saw was like 69 power moons nice in uh new donk city (laughs) or was it new donk or one one of the kingdoms uh how do you feel about having that high of a number as opposed to in mario 64 having like six stars or in banjo kazooie having like eight puzzle pieces or or whatever like uh it's does, is that appealing to you having so much uh to be able to collect it's a little overwhelming um just because of those games i do like to try to collect everything those are the few games that i enjoy collecting stuff most of the time i'm not about that um mm. but it's also kind of nice because i feel like this is going to be so there was like a, six months ago somebody found another um found another coin and uh and donkey kong 64 and it was like yeah, this and yeah. it was this coin like it was like 20 coin, years yeah. later yeah and i think we're going to have stuff like that in this game um which is really exciting and also mm-hmm. i like the fact that I, when i collect those eight puzzle pieces or those you know six stars in mario 64 it's like i feel like i'm done with the level and i'm like okay mm-hmm. i've completed this i've mastered it on to the next thing whereas when there's so many it's like there's always something to come back and and do in the world even if I feel like I've finished it for now, I know in the back of my mind, I can always come back and look for those other stars, even though I feel like I'm done with the world for now. Yeah. This kind of reminds me like of um, Breath of the Wild and the Korok Seeds. Yes. Even though like in in Breath of the Wild, right, like your sort of your power moon or your star or whatever in the in Breath of the Wild was the shrines. Like I feel like those are what like you're you're the biggest driving force right. uh, for completion in these games and Korok seeds were almost like a side thing in this game it seems like they're taking the Korok seed uh idea and like the the, the vast the vast amount of them um idea and putting them into mario 64 as the and i'm not saying this is how it works but in terms of like principle of like uh make having the vastness of it be the core of it like yeah um being and i, I hope they are like the Korok seeds because those are super fun to discover yeah, the there's all sorts of little mini games cool. and puzzles built into the world that just blended in. But when you mm-hmm. like when you saw through the like through the lines, 
uh, you were rewarded. And I, and I hope it's like that in Mario. I hope it's just not like, oh, you randomly ground pounded in this one spot that's totally random and you got a, uh, you got a star. Like, I want it to feel intelligent and rewarding. Like, I figured yeah. something out. Uh, and yeah, not just like randomization. That's kind of the cool thing about uh, Mario Odyssey is that like from the footage we have seen of the game, like it seems like they're putting a lot more uh, thought between like collecting each of the stars. Like Korok seeds were really cool and really fun because like they were a side thing. And so like when you like when you aimed your arrow at a random balloon floating in the air and popped the balloon, all of a sudden, oh, it's a Korok seed, right? Yeah. Like, th- like those are cool moments, but they're also like there are also the Korok seeds in Zelda where it's like take a rock and put it over or you you pick up a random rock oh it's there or like you actually i was gonna i was, I was gonna make that a negative point but actually i i think most of the karate seasons i might have actually liked in the way that it's a designed. healthy mixture i think yeah it's a it's a mixture of like there is some of that the, randomization like oh it's, i picked up a rock but yeah, in the older games there. it was like that was the thing it was randomization like oh you picked up this rock good job you, you ground pounded here good job yeah koroks were like the, it's a mixture of like smart puzzles that you could totally miss and also, you know, randomization. And eventually you could kind of spot, like if you were in a Vista somewhere, there's probably a Korok seat around you. Um, mm-hmm. So they kind of built like a pattern that way with the player. Yeah. And in, like in Mario Odyssey, like it seems like there's a lot of thought uh, put behind uh, the power star or power moons we've seen. Like, yeah. the, I like, I love the one where it's like, um, you have to like go jump rope and uh, <laughs> in New Donk City and like you have to time the jumps and uh, and execute on that level and then like there's another one where you uh, possess or you capture quote unquote a uh, one of the human people which still weirds me out that Mario is not <laughs> yeah. human you and capture one of the humans people. and like you control their uh, RC car um, and like that and that's another one and like it's it, it is very mechanical execution yeah mechanical execution and it is very and like. See, this is what I love about the game, right? Is that it's on on two levels, like right where we think of we think of Mario sixty four in terms of exploration, um, yeah. and it does it does that on the macro level, but then on in these like specific moments, it then kind of harkens back to something like Mario Galaxy, where okay, now it's all about the execution, all about like these mm-hmm. specific moments. Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm super hyped for having so much to collect because same. And I mentioned I mentioned this in my essay that like. The the drive of these games is the um, is exploring and the the stars and the puzzle pieces or whatever are just there to make you explore. They're like the the bottom line of it, um, and to have so many of those things act as the bottom line or having having so many options for uh, doing things uh, super excites me. Same here. How man. many how many levels do you think there are in this game? This is just a random question. How many do we know of? Twelve. I want to say like seven, but I'm not sure. I could have sworn that they announced a whole bunch more. Um, they announced a lot at their last direct. Yeah. I'm, I'm searching this now. Um, I want to say we of, at least know of 10. Man, I don't know. Cause we know the sand kingdom. We know New York city. We know that the, snow kingdom. We know the, the beach. forest one, the beach. We know the one. Island where you transform into the dinosaur. Yep. Island, the food world, food world, Dang, maybe we do know like 10. Yeah, I think um, we know like 10 or so. Did, we, did I say the winter place, the winter world, um, the hat kingdom, the mushroom kingdom is in, is in there. Did but you we, say uh, the it. icy desert? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think we yeah, know like nine kingdom, or 10 yeah. so far. So that's like nine or 10 right there. Yeah. Um, and like if there's like 60 or so of these things that collect in each world, then that's like that's a meaty game. Yeah. Um, I really hope I, I might like I feel like we're going to get like upwards of like. 
15 to 20 worlds, which would be insane. Yeah. Uh, it'd be awesome. Yeah. And they're like, the I, I started getting um, scared of watching the trailers and the directs because it seemed like they were just announcing more and more. I'm like, dude, I don't want to see every role of this game. I want to be surprised yeah. at some yeah. point. But they even say in the trailer, like, oh, there's, we don't want to show you everything because there's some more, there's some like, there's some cool ones in here. And I'm like, wait, so are you saying that you haven't announced most of them or have you? Because like, if there are, if, if there are 30 roles in this game, I don't think that's going to be 30. Yeah. Like, like I would love that's that. a very high number, right? If there is, if there's 20, that's also pretty high. Like, I feel like we probably know at least half. Are. Yeah. Just general how I... marketing works these days, you know, like mm-hmm. they want to give you a lot without giving you the whole thing. Um, yeah. It just surprises me because with Breath of the Wild, they showed very little of that game. Yeah. Like they showed the Great Plateau, like only when they're when they're advertising that game. Um, and with this game, it seems like they're doing the opposite approach, but I don't know if they we don't really know if they are or not right like they don't they haven't really given us any numbers and so like it seems like they're showing us a lot but we i don't know i don't know but yeah i'm ex- i'm excited for uh uh for that i'm uh, so excited next, dude I'm, I'm super hyped now the more we talk about this game the more i'm like crap question I, I, real quick I'm excited um, yo where where are you taking us right now are you taking us to the theme of the game or are you or are we talking we moving on to the i was about third? to jump to the theme Okay, yeah, but do let's you want do to take let's it to that? Okay. And what I was going to yeah. talk about could be we could do it in the next little segment, the third part. Okay. Uh so I want to talk about the theme of the game, uh which is uh Odyssey, exploration in in Odyssey. Um how do we feel about the setup that this game is kind of like a almost like an uncharted like Sir Francis Drake <laughs> Christopher Columbus type deal? Like I, I dig we, it, you know. Um Yeah. And I think it is it's going to I think it'll like play up what kind of what we're talking about um you know this i really hope there are a lot more worlds and it's like you're just like i I really want to just show up you know be exploring and then it takes me to a new world to explore and it's like holy cat holy crap we're at the we're at the mushroom kingdom and like you play through like a level of super mario 64 um (sighs) could you imagine like and i think that the theme of exploration like makes that a possibility um Mm -hmm. But I mean, it kind of like I don't want to retread old ground. Like we've already talked about a couple times. Those those old games really capitalize on exploration, right? And the fact that this is called Super Mario Odyssey, like it's telling us this is what we value, right? This is the name of the game. This is the big part of the game. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's super awesome. Yeah, and like that's I mean that's basically my whole video essay right there is the fact that like this <laughs> this theme is harkening back and, and and referencing like the core mechanics of these of these games which is exploration and like even to your like mushroom kingdom or like being being in a random level of mario 64 i'll be an amazing moment i hope yeah. i yeah i won't be mad if it's not in there because i i know it's super random but if it's in there i'll my heart would implode um but there is there's screenshots of if you look at the world map there's an island like a small island that looks like delfino plaza yep. from sunshine uh, sunshine yeah and like the idea that this game is a shared world, right? To where um, there's the Mushroom Kingdom on this map, right? And you're just exploring beyond the Mushroom Kingdom is like that. And um, the game's kind of showing us like the different parts of the actual, like almost like the Mario lore. I think that's really cool. Really, yeah. really interesting and in kind of a funny Nintendo way. Um, and it seems they, they kind of did this with, I, I know we keep going back to it, but it's just like a very recent mm-hmm. example they did this in Breath of the Wild. Like there were the stables that you could go to, uh, all, the, all these older things from Ocarina of Time that you could see in the world. But it was like a different mm-hmm. timeline and like 
it was all like distorted. It was really neat. Um, and I yeah. think that they're going to do that with, with Odyssey and they're going to tie it into the exploration parts of the game. I bet. It'd be cool. Cause Mario as a franchise, as a quote unquote lore is very like, it is very laid back and very dumb and very like funny and very like the no, like nobody cares about the Mario lore, but if they're to, if in Mario Kart 64, right. If you're playing on that, uh, on that track, that is like the peaches, Grand Prix or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, but- I butchered that. But there's a there's a point when you're playing a a Mario Kart 64 level, right? You're driving and you can just straight up. There's a turn. There's like a almost like hidden kind of turn. And if you turn, you can just drive around Peach's Castle from Mario 64. And so they've <laughs> done stuff. They've done stuff like that to where like they put these cool Easter eggs and these cool references to other games or the uh, imply that oh there's a shared world here and the idea that like maybe you could go to Delfino Plaza from Sunshine or maybe you can go to maybe you could maybe the um the Odyssey or whatever his ship is called the hat ship can fly to the observatory from Mario Galaxy like that'd be really neat the the potential for cool things to happen given the premise of this game I think is it it makes me hope for cool <laughs> stuff to happen like it just makes me hope yeah um, and it's Nintendo, so I never... Nintendo is always, always an anomaly to me to where they could do, like, the greatest thing ever or they could just, like, kind of fall flat. Um, usually not with their games. Usually with their, their, their games, they most of the time nail it. Um, but, man, I hope they, like, do something cool. Um, but, yeah, let's get into this third this, uh, this third thing I want to talk about, which is the unique mechanic of the game. Um, and this so, is what like, I'm really curious about. Yeah. So, you're joined in this game by Cappy who introduces the capture mechanic, uh, which allows you to take over your enemies, NPCs, or general objects in the game. Uh, and Cappy wears your hat. He's your hat, and he has eyes, which is funny. Um, <laughs> what's your What's your take on this mechanic? I think it's like... I'm worried this is going to break the Mario game universe. It's gonna. I'm worried it's going to be like... <clears throat> it's going to be like... You could... So think about like just... I don't know. Other, other mechanics from Mario games. And I feel like there are creatures in the Mario world that encompass a lot of those abilities. So I feel like we're going to get a mixture of like, um, okay, you want to be like the cat Mario, Tanuki suit Mario or something like that. Like you'll just possess Mm. that animal or that creature or object in the game and suddenly you have it. Um, And so I think it's going to make other Mario games feel really boring. That's my fear because, because you have access to all of them just because the game is like, and they're trying to say yes, right? Like, do you want to turn in this guy? Yes, you can do that. Do you want to do this? Yes. And it just feels like the limitations in the old games and even maybe future games might feel a bit stale if you can access all of those things at will with a toss of Cappy. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I think this is going to be it's going to be really neat. Um, and I think there's going to be all sorts of like clever ways to like solve puzzles with other other creatures and stuff like that. And I also wonder if there always seems to be a mechanic at least in Galaxy, I guess not always, but there seems to be a mechanic in Galaxy and Galaxy, like Galaxy 2. You can uh, aim the Wiimote at the screen and press B, I think, or Z, and you can shoot stars yeah. at the screen, like an arcade game. Yeah. So, and that tied in with the Wiimote, like this motion thing. So I wonder if they're going to do that with like the vibration, like the HD vibration, like if we're also going to like get like a mechanical... Um, mechanic <laughs> if that uh, makes sense something that has to do with like the the, the hardware that, hardware mechanic yeah like. the, the hardware yeah um uh, that's interesting i'm of two, i'm of like two minds with cappy 
I like the uh, oh. Actually, I'm I'm conflicted with Cappy. I'll just say that, like the idea that because this seems to be the thing that's gonna repl- that's replacing power ups in these games. Like from since Mario yeah. One, right? You've had the you had the mushroom, you have the fire fl- uh, flower Mario Three, you have the leaf Mario Super Mario, you have like the cape, and you have like yeah. there's always these different uh, power ups you can get. Mario Sixty Four, you have the hats, right? Flying hat. You have the middle Mario, even Mar- Mario Galaxy, right? Mario Galaxy had. Uh, awesome power-ups that might have been one of the best mario games in terms of like the power-ups you get this one it doesn't seem like you have different you, you you can wear different outfits and i think that might actually be why they're including different outfits is the fact that like instead of power-ups well the power-ups work in the fact that you're capturing your enemies or you're capturing these different things yeah um and so like and for them they're like well to, if you want to have a cool looking mario you can instead like buy costumes and, what, and whatnot that don't really affect the gameplay at all but they're cosmetic and you get to like role play and do, and do all that stuff mm-hmm. um but I'm I'm more fascinated than anything about the capture mechanic. I think it could work because it is basically just like taking the place of of power ups. But it's switching the context in a way where I'm like, I wonder in designing these levels, right? Usually, <clears throat> usually you're like you see an obstacle and you're like, how do I get over this obstacle? And there's just like a box with a power up in there, and you're like, oh well, I'm gonna get this power up. Oh, okay, <laughs> now I'm able to do whatever thing. Yeah. Now I think this changes in the fact that like, huh? Well, I have this type of enemy and this type of enemy. What if I capture this enemy and then this allows me to crawl up this way? Okay, yeah, that worked. And like, yet there's a more level, there's a higher level of thinking. I think, yeah, which might be which might be cool. Um, but yeah, I I think it could be what you said. Like, I think maybe it could like break the Mario universe in, in the fact that like once you go once you go black, you never go back. Once you go cap, you never go back. <laughs> like, like it might it might be one of those situations. Um, I'm just more fascinated than anything. And also, I, I I also don't know how I feel about the story of like Cappy or Tiara Tiara Tiara. His sister is yeah. kidnapped, and that's a whole other story. I don't think Mario's ever had good stories, and so I, I, <laughs> no, it's hard to really critique it. Uh, I played critique, Galaxy like, too early today, and it was like uh, you get to the, the tutorial, and then Bowser's there, and it's like, haha, I got Peach, and they and she they run off, and he's like, I'm gonna yeah. make her make me a sandwich. Hey, there's like a joke in that game. It's like I'm, I'm gonna make her cook for me or something, and then yeah. that starts the game. It's like really, that's it. Uh, yeah, they're always so weird and corny. Yeah, um, I like the idea because, of like a royal wedding. Like, yeah, and I I, I don't know. I I think this could be good. I probably I, I don't know. So in Mario Rabbids, like they made Peach like this badass. Um, mm-hmm. They even called her like they referenced her as badass Peach. I think in like promo materials. <laughs> I hope they do that, and it's not like this. Re- like I hope we don't revert back to help me. He's yeah. got me. All right, that's the story. Like I hope there's some depth to this thing. You know, even if it's weird like Mario yeah. Rabbids was, but but yeah. And like even like Paper Mario and like Mario RPG and like Mario and Luigi had somewhat interesting stories, like more personality and more like things going on in their stories. Whereas like the three Mario games, like they're always they're usually like there's there's nothing really there in terms of stuff you you should pay attention to. And I'm, yeah. I'm not really going to do- if this game doesn't have like a story or great writing, I'm not gonna dock it because it's a 3D Mario game and that's not really what these games are trying to do you're there for the gameplay i'm i'm yeah i'm there for the gameplay and i'm there for like if you give me enough context sure i'll save peach but yeah yeah i hope it's not just like peach is kidnapped again oh mario go save her um mario you have to take peach to the fireflies <laughs> that would be obviously <laughs> amazing uh should we get into this last part uh, let's do it the question of the week 
So, uh, introducing this new segment, Question of the Week. Um, essentially, we're going to answer uh, a question here. And we're going to we want to encourage you guys to actually tweet us your answers to these questions. We're going to tweet the question from the Yoki Beast account uh, and hope for your responses. And whatever you respond, uh, we're going to read your responses here on the podcast. I hope I'm not butchering the segment. Um, and yeah, we'll read the ones from last week, but there is no last week right now since this is episode one. Yeah, this is episode one, so we can't really read any responses. But um, tweet tweet at us with your answer to this question with the hashtag NDCR. Um, and yeah, pay attention to the OKB's Twitter account because we'll tweet out the, the question too at OKB's now. Um, and yeah, you can reply, you can hit us up there. Um, but the question this week is from Bryce M. Um, he asks, if you had the choice, what would you use Cappy to transform into? I've actually been thinking about this a lot, Bryce. So I think that I would want to transform into, and I'm talking about purely gameplay, like not real life. I'm taking this into the gameplay. I want to be able to put Cappy on Peach and play the game as Peach. I want to be able to put that would be cool. put Cappy on Toad and be able to play like the level as Toad. Same thing with Luigi. Also, I want to be out be able to throw my hat out in like a co-op mode and my teammate plays whoever I'm like currently capturing. Um, I don't know. I think there could be some cool things like that. But yeah, my answer is I want to play the other characters in the Mario universe. I want like Donkey Kong to show up and I throw my hat on him, you know? That's kind of messed up, though, if you think about it, because like Mario's inside Luigi, controlling Luigi in that case, <laughs> in that context. Like, is it really Luigi, or is it just Mario? Still, is Mario Mario, or is Mario the hat? Right. I don't think like, it, we still don't have this question answered. We don't, because for all we know, that man that's under that hat could just be a plumber, <laughs> and that hat could just could be the one controlling everything. I don't know what I want to capture, because capturing seems like a painful process. Like if you if you pause the screen as he's capturing something, he, he there's this like stretchy motion his body does. Yeah, it's like, like teleportation. Does, I feel like it'd be very painful. Yeah, like if you look at his face as at mid capture, his face does not look happy. He looks horrified, <laughs> and like the person he's capturing, I'm sure that person is also horrified by the whole situation. Yeah, and morally, like m- morally, it, and I know I'm going deeper with this than I should, but like. It, how how different is this from slavery? If if we if we really boil this down, do we need to boycott this game, Alex? We might. Do we can't? It's your this call. Podcast? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on you. This is your call, bless. I want to. I don't know what I'd capture, honestly, in the game or outside the game. Um, <laughs> I feel like I want to capture a like a butterfly. I don't know. Like I just want to capture like some creature a butterfly. that has a totally different life than me. Like I don't want to put on a cat because I know what my cat does. She lays around, she eats and she plays with me. Like I'm still interacting with my world. I want to like go I want to go small. I want to capture Miyamoto and approve Donkey Kong 64 too. All right, if you're going to do that, can you please just like do Diddy Kong racing instead? I think the world No, cuz like Rare owns most of that. Like all well, seven out of eight of the characters. This is what you can do. You throw your hat on Rare, write an email with an offer, throw it on Miyamoto. I am actually very curious about how the rights work with that game because I feel like it might be actually impossible for that game because the game now. is called Diddy Kong Racing, and Diddy Kong is like the main character of it. But Rare owns all those characters except Diddy Nintendo Kong. can make it happen. Conquer. They can employ Rare. Will would Microsoft let that happen? With I Steve don't Thieves? know. I mean, they like they like money. I'm not saying it's happening instead of Sea of Thieves. I'm saying after Sea of Thieves. 
I'm just saying if I'm gonna if I'm gonna capture somebody, you know, that seems like a lot. That seems like a a, a, a lot of complications there. Now, okay. if I capture Miyamoto, I can't speak Japanese unless. If I capture Miyamoto, do I know Miyamoto? I guess if I'm capturing a Bullet Bill in Mario, I have the abilities of a Bullet Bill. So if I capture right. Miyamoto, I should be able to have the ability to speak Japanese. Makari Maska. What the heck was that? Oh, I, dang. Ian, is that so you? you? you have did, not did Ian yet, capture you? Yeah, Ian, Ian's capturing me right now. That's crazy. I like anime uh, and Power Rangers. If, you don't, if you're not a fan of OK Beast, this is the, I'm sorry. Tweet and if you are a fan of OKB, I'm sorry. Tweet your answers to at OKBeast now um, on Twitter. It's so I just realized this. Whenever I say the name of the OKBeast Twitter account, it sounds like I'm commanding people. Now it's saying like I'm saying tweet at OKBeast now. I'm really saying the the name of the the account is at OKBeast now. Yeah. So follow the account. Tweet at OKBeast now. Um, your answer <laughs> to this question with hashtag NDCR. Uh, to wrap up though, Alex, do you where, where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Van Aken. That's kind of primarily where I'm at. And if you like this podcast, uh, I also host Pixel Pulse Radio, which is on the OKBeast Network as well. And I host that with my stepdad. We talk about gaming news each week and kind of what we've been playing. Very current events-based show. Awesome. And you can, of course, find me um, at Blessing Jr. Um, that's at Blessing Jr. on Twitter and every social media platform you can imagine. Um, check out the OKBeast podcast. It comes out every every Monday. Um, also, check out YouTube.com slash OKBeast because we release weekly videos there all about games, culture, anime, all that good stuff. Please do. Um, and please do because that song is up there. And, man, <laughs> dude, I made a lyric video for that song. I had to delete the lyrics because they actually weren't working. Um, they they didn't look good in the video, but I had the had the the, the lyrics to the to the song. And I imagine to have a good lyric video, you have to have a good lyric, um, and song in general. <laughs> That's a good point. So I as I was typing them, I'm like, these lyrics don't even make sense in some of these parts. It was a one eighty percent. Eighty percent of it makes sense. There's a twenty percent of it that's like when you say. Uh, don't you touch my Odyssey? And like when you get into some <laughs> oh, of that no. stuff, I'm like, I'm like, maybe I should include the lyrics because. Once you really start to break the song down, once you start like dissecting dissecting the actual, ri- let, uh, let me wrap this thing up. The uh, New Dog City Radio is your number one source for following Mario's adventures as he odysseys into various lands and kingdoms. Nice. We're a weekly limited run podcast series. If you like the show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit okbeast.com and follow at okbeast now on Twitter and Instagram. I've been blessing. That's been Alex. We will see you next episode. Hit that Swiss jazz beat. Uh, check, check, check. Listen to the songs. You're listening to OK Hot Beast. Hot 64, Hot 64 FM. New Dawn City Radio.
Late night, late night, new dong city radio. 